0: The reason that you will stay stuck in your job is that you will prioritize other people's needs and you won't give yourself what you need and you will just build this level of resentment that will just keep building in your career. Hello you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me Liam Caswell where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you are well today. Today I'm coming to you with 10 ways that you are stuck in your nursing career. Now I'm having a bit of a play today because I thought that it'd be fun to reflect back on my nursing career and think about all the ways in which I kept myself stuck for over 10 years. So here we go. Let's dive in. Now I have to caveat this podcast There might be some noise behind me because it sounds like somebody is trying to drill through my ceiling and all four of the walls around me. So I apologise if that is what happens. But trust me, I'm safe. Don't worry about me. I know you're really, really worried, but please don't worry. It's fine. So the first thing that I want you to think about when you're thinking about 10 ways to keep yourself stuck in nursing, told you I'm having a bit of fun, That's right, believe you have absolutely no options. You are 100% stuck and it's 100% real and factual. If you're anything like me, I told myself this for so long. I'm stuck in ICU, I can't do anything else. This is what I've trained for. I can't go anywhere else. Who's gonna take me? All of the mind drama came up when I thought about what it could be or what it could look like if I chose to move away from where I was. So that's number one way of how you can keep yourself stuck is believe that you have absolutely no options. I mean, come on, in a world of 9 billion people, no options for sure. (laughs) Number two is tolerate bad management. Don't do it. That is one way to keep yourself stuck is to just work for an asshole. We don't need to work for assholes. There are so many jobs out there. You do not need to tolerate bad management, bad culture. Toxic behavior, bullying and harassment. Don't do that to yourself. I did it for a while and then I stepped down. Talked about it before in the podcast. I had an employer who was bullying me, was telling me I wasn't good enough. Like literally all of the things coming out of their mouth. Like cray cray. She said, you're not good enough. You can't do this. My 21 year old new graduate niece is better than you. FYI, I had like eight years experience working internationally and she had never left Melbourne. So sure. Yeah, don't deal with those people. Your mental health and well-being is much more valuable than working for an asshole employer, okay? So if you want to keep yourself stuck, (laughs) this is a bit meta, keep working for those assholes. Number three, overwork yourself because you have to. I have to do overtime. If I don't do overtime, they'll think that I'm not interested in working here. I used to tell myself all this absolute tripe And it's not going to get you anywhere other than a big fat pile of burnout. You're going to feel terrible. You're going to look terrible. You're going to have all of the things going on in your life. And you're going to feel like you can't keep up. I really love and I don't have the WHO burnout definition in front of me. But the WHO clarifies burnout. And it talks something about like basically it being a characterization of people that overwork. And people that do like they create burnout for themselves. Now I know a lot of you are going to hate hearing that. But I find it really interesting. I'm going to actually, whilst we're here, we're going to do it live because I don't care. I'm going to find the WHO burnout definition and I'm going to read it to you because, oh, here it is. It's good. It was worth it. So they define burnout as an occupational phenomena. It's not classified as a medical condition. That's what they say. And then they say here, burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions. Feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, tick, increased mental distance from one's job, or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job, tick, 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 tick. How many ticks can we get for that? And reduced professional efficiency or efficacy. So I find that really interesting when we think about that. When I think about that from a coaching perspective, I'm like, oh, basically the WHO is telling us that sure, like workplace stress can contribute, but basically we're just not managing it as humans. And honestly, that's what I found to be true. So whilst I spent my whole career bitching, complaining about other people not helping me and all of the things, I was sitting there basically just further deepening my burnout. I don't know if that's true for you, but it was 100% true for me. And I really want you to hear that. Like burnout is conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. That is why I don't just do your CV cover letter selection criteria. We dive into your mindset. Why? Because I want you to be able to better manage your mind so that you can manage your feelings better so that you can enjoy the work that you've trained so hard to do. Hear me when I say this, burnout is not a badge of honor. We all walk around that. Like, I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out. It's not a badge of honor. It's actually telling people I'm ineffective at managing my own stress. Let that sink in for a minute. I thought it was too good to not share. Now, if you don't like it, that's fine. Stop listening. <laughs> so that was number three, overworking yourself because you have to do it. You don't have to do anything, okay? If you take one thing away from this podcast, you don't have to do jack shit. Number four, always allow yourself to be overlooked. Oh, that's my little phone. Allow yourself to be overlooked. Oh my goodness, do not do this. So what does this look like? You apply for a job, they come back to you and they say, thank you so much for applying, but you know, like, John was just better. And this is the sixth time they've done it to you. FYI, they haven't helped you. And by they, I mean your manager. They haven't helped you progress and develop. They haven't said, hey, given you strategic feedback. They haven't told you to do X, Y, and Z to help you move forward. They just come back to you and say, better luck next time. Mm. Thanks for applying, mm, no. That's one way to keep yourself stuck is allow yourself to keep being overlooked. If you're overlooked once, you should be moving head the hell on. They don't want you, move on. Tidy yourself up, tidy up your applications, get all the things that you want and move on. You deserve better. Hey everyone, I'm interrupting this episode because we are nearly at 100 episodes on the podcast. This week, we will hit 100 episodes of High Performance Sourcing Podcast. I never ever thought that this would happen but I am here today to give you guys like an amazing thank you and say thank you thank you thank you so much for choosing to spend your time listening to high performance nursing. This is a movement and we are doing important work and although sometimes I show up and I don't want to do it because it seems big I do what I teach you guys to do which is just go all in and to go through it and move through the motions. So I just wanted to say thank you. And as a gift, I'm offering this week only, everybody that listens to the High Performance Nursing Podcast, that's thought about working with us, that's thought about joining our GCLP for graduating 2023, that's thought about getting application support and career clarity and coaching with myself and my team, we are offering you a one-time only, I don't do discounts anymore, but I'm doing it this week, a one-time only discount of 10% off all of our programs. So if you're somebody that's been sitting, waiting for the right time, if you've been listening for long enough, you know there's never a right time. Come and join us in our programs. This week, I'm giving you 10% off of our payment plan and our pay full options. All of our programs are tax deductible. Think about where you want to be this year. And if you think that career coaching and working with myself and my team is going to get you from where you are now to where you want to be, come and gift yourself 10% off. We never do this. Not only are we giving 10% off using code HPN100, it's in the show notes, but basically you go to our website, sign up for the program that you want, find the program, GCLP application support, go to the sales page and then type in the code HPN100 and you'll get 10% automatically off. Not only that, after this week, we are putting our prices up because of GST. Thank you, tax man not something i want to do but we have to because of our um you know our business and tax so not only are you saving 10% this week you'll also save another 200 bucks cuz most of our programs will have to go up by $200 so if you're sitting on the fence my friend come and join us in our programs the code is hpn100 HPN 100. It's in the show notes. Come and join us. We'd love to have you in our programs and help you achieve all the things that you want to achieve in your life and your career through our coaching services. We'll see you there. But otherwise, if you're not joining us in our programs, thank you so much for listening. The fifth way that you can keep yourself stuck in a nursing job that you hate is you can blame everyone else for why you're there. This one hurts a little. It's hurting me, even though I left those jobs. I spent about 10, 12 years blaming the world, blaming everybody around me, my manager, my educator, my peer, even my patients sometimes, my partner, my pet rabbits. <laughs> everybody was creating my terrible results. Everyone. I've had a lot of therapy since then and <laughs> a lot of coaching but I want you to be serious with yourself. Are you somebody that sits there and thinks, I feel terrible because I'm working overtime because my manager said I had to. Rubbish. Don't lie to yourself. That's total bullshit crap. I feel terrible because my partner didn't wash the dishes. Rubbish. Another sign that we need to better learn how to manage our brain and our thoughts and call out our own brains bullshit. I have literally just spent a week doubting myself. A week being like, I can't do this. My business won't grow. All of the things, despite all of the evidence that it's doing all of those things, it is growing. The podcast is growing. All of my efforts are coming to fruition, but I've been doing it for bloody three years, right? Like I'm a baby. I'm a graduate nurse in this space, really, when you think about it. But my brain automatically defaults to blaming everybody else. Think about where you're doing this in your life, in your career. Is it serving you? Is it helping you move towards your goals? Yes or no? But if you're somebody that is stuck and you're doing this, this is 100% keeping you stuck. Blaming everybody else. We like to call this victim mentality. It sounds terrible, the word victim, but it, it, it really resonates with me because I was a victim for so long. A victim to my circumstances. I thought everything around me was creating how I feel. If you've been listening to this podcast and you're yet to make that connection, things external to us or circumstances in our lives do not create how we feel. Being understaffed doesn't create a feeling of uncertainty for you or being pissed off or disappointment. It's the thought that you have about the circumstance that creates that feeling. So let that drop. Mic drop. Let that drop for you. Number six, assume that your manager knows exactly what you want because like what else are they doing? They're just sitting in the office thinking about you, right? (laughs) No, they don't have a clue. They don't take the time to have a clue. You have to inform them. You have to tell them. You have to go out of your way and say, by the way, I really want X, Y, and Z in the next three years. This is what I'm working towards. You have to put it in writing. You have to remind them every professional development plan, if you get one. And if you don't get a professional development plan, let's go back to the last one. Don't bitch about it. Go and make it happen. Go make it happen. Grab a senior nurse. Do your professional development plan. Did you know you actually don't have to do it at work for it to be... Considered something that you're working to watch, you can just do it at home on your own. <laughs> you can say, This quarter I'm gonna do this, next quarter I'm gonna do this, and hold yourself accountable and make it friggin' happen. See it all the time in the Facebook groups, Wild West of Facebook. People are like, Oh, yeah, I, uh, I didn't get the promotion. Did you tell them? Did you tell them that you wanted the promotion? Did you go out of your way to make it known that you were the perfect candidate? If you say no to those questions, then you assumed that they knew what you wanted and it's just one great way to stay stuck. Number seven, kind of similar but wait your turn. Have you ever heard this where people say, you know what, you should come and work here in ED but you've got to wait five years before you're promoted because, you know, Jeannie's gonna go next and Betty's going after her and then, you know, John is next and then you've also got to jump through the survivor of nursing, alcohol. like You've got You've got to like crawl along the beach. The equivalent is like, you've got to clean the sluice 10 times and you've got to take off all of these things before you can do it. I laugh and jest, but this is the reality, right? Like we're told all the time, people come to me. I was coaching an amazing nurse last week. She's a couple of years into her career. She's an ED specialty. I have to wait. I have to wait. Everybody keeps repeating this to her. I have to wait. I have to wait. Who says you have to wait? Don't wait your turn. How would things change for you if you didn't wait and you just grabbed it by the balls and you just ran for it and you went for it? What have you got to lose? Waiting is a great way for you to stay stuck and to build resentment and to hate your career moving forward. I did it, I tell you. I sat and waited to feel ready. Here's the truth you're never going to feel ready, okay? Put out a post this week and I went bloody crazy because I was like, oh, hospital cleaner, started my career, felt like an imposter. Next, student AR, student bed, felt like an imposter. Student nurse, felt like an imposter. Podcaster, fast forward 10 years, feel like an imposter. It's always going to be there. Don't wait for this day that's never going to arrive because you're going to keep yourself stuck. Number eight is what should be versus what actually is. Okay, so if you're shooting on yourself all the time, you probably feel pretty miserable. We should have more staff. We should have more resources. It shouldn't be this way. My manager should care about me. I want you to just think about all those things that you're looking for in the external world, are you giving them to yourself? I used to do this, people don't care. You know, they should care more about me. But guess what, I wasn't caring for myself. We cannot ask for, Things from people that we don't give freely to ourselves. Elena Mallory says "Is the happiness. She always says, you know, what is it? Give freely what you give to others. Give to I can't butcher it. <laughs> Butcher. Give to yourself what you so freely give to others, is what she says. It's genius. It is a lesson that I keep reminding, keep relearning, is that if I'm shooting and I'm challenging reality, it's usually because I have an unmet need that I'm not giving to myself. Okay? Think about that for you. Number nine, remove all aspects of play in your life. I mean, come on. Seriously, you're an adult. Stop playing. This is a great way to stay stuck. I did this. So back in the day, and I'm actually reconnecting to this now because I just spent a week at home in Scotland, and I went to my local amateur operatic society. Now, it's probably no surprise to all of you that I love a bit of jazz hands, and I love a bit of musical theatre, I was actually the lead role a couple of years. I was in the theatre group for like 10 years maybe. I did multiple productions across the region that I lived in. And it was heaps of fun. And I got to reconnect to that when I went back. So I went to watch their show, their production. And I was sitting in the audience thinking, when was the last time I did this? Why have I stopped myself from playing? It was a creative outlet for me. It allowed me to feel my feelings and to be seen and to play and to do different things. If you have removed all aspects of things that you did as a kid from your life because you're now an adult and we've got to be serious, like I'm learning this lesson right now, please go out your way and reconnect with the things that used to bring you so much joy. They may no longer bring you joy, but I want you to at least allow yourself to just go there, test it out and try it, okay? So this is one great way to stay stuck, is be like, I started nursing and I just don't have time for knitting now. I really loved sewing and creating my own clothes, but I just don't have time now. That is one way to build so much resentment for your nursing career that I guarantee you in your future, you will leave nursing if that is your thought pattern, your belief, because you will just hate it so much or you'll just stay stuck. Stay stuck, stay stuck, okay? So please reintroduce some aspects of play into your life. Number 10, the last one, and we are so good at this as nurses, and this is one really, really integral thing that I want you to hear and listen to and just let land in your little brain, you know, in my precious brain, (laughs) is prioritizing the needs of others more than your own. Now, I can hear you, but Liam, it's my job. It is our job. We do need to do this every single day, but it's even more, it's even more relevant and pertinent that we give back to ourselves more than we give to others and it's a really hard thing to balance and manage no one teaches us no one tells us but I do believe that we get into like giving debt right like we're just giving all the time give 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 like you give at work you give at home you give in your relationship and then we're really bad at also taking back and allowing other people to give to us and we're so flippant about it and we say things like it's my job Don't worry. It's all good. It's my job. I want you to really think about that for you and what that looks like in your life and your career. I want you to really ask yourself, is there an imbalance between my giving and my taking? And if you're anything like me and you listen to this podcast because you're a high performer, there's an imbalance. There's definitely an imbalance. And it's really hard for us to receive when we don't acknowledge that we're find it difficult to take from others. Whether it's just a compliment, like I want you to notice when somebody says great work today, are you flipping? Like, it's just my job. Or like on a day's work, that's flipping, right? We don't wanna do that. We wanna open ourselves and be like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And then you wanna give to yourself what they gave to you. Yeah, Liam, you did a great job today. I coach people on this all the time. They're like, oh, well, it's just part of my job. It's every day. No, you just saved somebody's life. Any part of your job is part of your job, but give yourself the acknowledgement that you need. Number 10 here, the reason that you will stay stuck in your job is that you will prioritize other people's needs. And you won't give yourself what you need, and you will just build this level of resentment that will just keep building in your career. I did all of these 10 things. I'm not talking from a place of woo-woo, and like I've read a couple of articles. This was my life. It's my lived experience. Okay, and I'm being vulnerable and sharing it with you in the hopes and efforts that you beautiful humans listening don't do the same thing, okay? So as much as I had a bit of fun with this today, I don't want you to stay stuck, okay? But I want to get creative in helping you see that you might be stuck. So just to recap, the 10 were, believe you have no options. Number two, tolerate bad management. Work for those assholes and just keep staying. Number three, overwork yourself because you have to. Number four, allow yourself to be overlooked for all those promotions. Number five, blame everybody else for your circumstances. Number six, assume they know what you want. That's all they're doing. All they're thinking about is you. Wait your turn and wait to be noticed. Number seven. Number eight, argue with what should be versus what is. Stop arguing with reality. Number nine, remove all aspects of play in your life. We don't get to play as adults. What are you doing? Number 10, prioritize the needs of others more than your own. If you are a beautiful high performance nurse that's been listening and any of this has resonated, I want you to send me a message and let's have a chat. Let's just chat it out. Any questions that you have, queries, if you want coaching on something that's come up, I can coach you in the DMs. Let's have a little chat. Reach out to me. I love, love hearing from you guys. Got a message this week from someone that said, Liam, I listened to your podcast and you've helped me realize that I do have options. This kind of was inspired a little bit by that. They said, I do have options. I've just left my job and I find myself a new amazing job where I get to empower student nurses. I love that so much. Anything is possible in your nursing career. You can stay in nursing, you can leave it, you can do whatever you want. But whilst you believe all of these 10 things that I've talked to you about today are true and factual, you will stay stuck, my friend. And I don't want anybody to be stuck. So if you want to discuss how we can get you unstuck in your nursing career, reach out to me. Let's have a chat. And let's like explore what is possible for you in your nursing career. You can book a call with me, the link in the show notes. They're free. Come and have a chat. I love connecting. There is no commitment, no pressure to do anything other than explore you and your awesomeness. I will see you on that call. See you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'm so privileged that you spent your time with us here today. Hey, can I ask a favour? If you know someone that would benefit from this podcast episode, please share it with them. The more you share, the more we get in front of amazing nurses and we're able to help them see that nursing on their terms across their career is totally possible for them. So I'd love if you could do that. Now, I will see you in the next episode next week. Until then, let's make this year the year that you nurse on your terms. Are you ready? Let's do it.